I'm going live. I'm going live. Let's play that theme song. Ah, how's it going? Hiya. Welcome to the Wrestle Down, everybody. I'm Jeff Palapal. This is Mars. Every week we talk about wrestling. Um, yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah, it sure has. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I do WrestleMania when WrestleMania stuff I care about is on too because like I by the time WrestleMania day two came, like yeah, you couldn't have paid me to watch anymore. I gotta say I was like so to get the listeners caught up, uh we're not gonna go match by match for the entire WrestleMania week because it was four fucking shows and I don't uh have the wherewithal to do all of that. Um so we're just gonna do our top fives. But like when I was assembling my top five um moments or matches or whatever for the week like i i don't think i have anything from the second day of wrestlemania uh my least favorite is from that day but like i didn't think it was a bad show it was just like uh you know i was just burnt out like even looking at it i was just looking at the list of matches i was like i really liked uh rhea ripley versus oscar but i don't know if i want to put it on my top five and i i didn't um in the end you know? Yeah, no, I, I I'm agree with you. We'll talk about it more in a little bit, but hold on. Am I not on? Yeah, I, you're on. It sounds good. Yeah. I think I'm on. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, um, uh, I, I think if you look at the two individually branded shows, uh, one of one of two of the two being, uh, you know, I don't even know how they differentiate SmackDown and Raw or if they differentiate SmackDown they and Raw. Do, yeah. But um, as far as the main roster proper and the NXT shows, I think there was the same drop-off for me in night one in night two of both shows. But uh, there was a tremendous drop-off of NXT night one and WrestleMania night one, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I so, agree. Uh, I, I feel we are wrestling blessed in the fact that despite and I don't think it's low expectations or like low bar. I can't remember the last year where at, at least, you know, uh, wrestling's big promise right now is over delivering under, uh, deli- uh, over, over promising under delivering. And in yeah. this sense, it was a lot of shows and a lot of matches. Um, if they had walked away with one night of NXT and homogenized WrestleMania a little bit, like, you might have yeah. got, or it might have got a worse WrestleMania, actually, depending on what their priorities are. But like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we got another show, in my opinion, that may be the best show so far this year. Uh, or it, I, I don't know. That Stardom shows really was great, but the number two, you know, yeah. show anyway this year, and that's saying something because we had that awesome NXT show um, mm-hmm. early in the year, and even their Halloween show I think was pretty good, or one of their like one-off TV nights, and uh, yeah. Uh, the the AEW show wasn't bad, but I think they made up for it on the quality of the Arcade Anarchy mm, um, yeah. night that they did and stuff. So, like, yeah, like, you know, it's a bizarre world in the sense where I've always enjoyed NXT, but if you had told me, you know, when I was kind of bored during Samoa Joe Nakamura matches or whatever that... <laughs> um, 
a, a Joshi promotion I had never watched before in NXT would be holding down the titles and um, New yeah. Japan wouldn't even be in the conversation. I, w- I would have told you you were wacky. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I know, right? I know. It's a, it's a weird world we're in right now. Um, yeah, uh, for sure. I want our listeners or, or watchers uh, or, or uh, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle downers, I think yeah. uh, you called them, <laughs> um, to, uh, which I love, to know how much we, in the words of uh, the red-faced uh, Bruce Pritchard, the Artful Dodger, uh, how much we love you. Yes, Because we're absolutely. coming to you today uh, <laughs> after uh, vehicular mayhem, yep. <laughs> uh, dental mayhem, <laughs> uh, um, COVID uh, shots, um, <laughs> which... Um, I have to say, as a uh, 210-pound uh, man, mm-hmm. um, that thing, like, I'm, I'm dreading the next one. My first COVID shot knocked the crap out of me. Like, really? I, I, didn't get, I didn't get sick. Yeah. But, like, uh, I got up and um, it was one of those things where I got up and I did dishes. And then yeah. I went to sleep for two hours. And then <laughs> yeah. I got up and I like cleared the table from the night before. And I went to sleep for two hours. And then I put the laundry in the washer and then went to sleep for a little while. And then yeah. started the washer. Man, and then went wow. to sleep. Like, yeah. So like I had a tiny bit of pain uh on my arm, but not like, you know, I've heard other people talk about. But I will say that it like it knocked me silly. Yeah. I've heard that people have, like other, I haven't gotten mine yet. And uh, my fiance got hers, but hasn't, uh, I don't think she had any symptoms from hers, but like, I've heard people say that like, it feels fine until you try to do something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh no, I got to lie down. I can't even, you know, I can't do anything today. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, KMC is a, um, she got hers yesterday mm-hmm. and like, um, I, it's like you said, she's fine until she, like tries to do something, but her arm is hurting very bad. Mm. So, so for that, I feel bad, but, uh, you got into a fender bender. I did. And I spent the week, like <laughs> the immediately afterwards overworked, um, and exhausted. So, uh, yeah, it's good to finally get to talk about WrestleMania week for sure. Yeah. In my head, you know, mm-hmm. um, my, did you watch um, anything else this week? Um, I am just finishing. I, I I have the feeling that I'm gonna when we get off, I'll press play in the credits will roll. But I actually watched this really cool documentary by um, uh, low budget and mostly smut uh, entrepreneur uh, Fred Olin Ray, okay. um, called Alabama Outlaws, and it's about I would say. Bob Armstrong's on it, and he's talking about wrestling for Smoky Mountain, so early nineties. Oh. Um, and it has like uh, Tex Slazinger, uh, who would later be one of the Godwins. I forget who is who is like a big Southern Lone Ranger babyface, and oh, it's cool. it's not it, it doesn't it's it's the second and it might be the second wrestling one I've seen Fred Owen Ray. Uh, I think he did one about the East Coast Indies too. Uh, he might have been involved in that card, subject to change, but there's no narrative. It's okay. just a lot of like talking heads. Just talking and, about the scene. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it does follow like two guys, but this, it's cool because like being a mark for like the kind of other wrestlers 
you know, in the job guys, there's a, I can't remember his name, but there's a, like a, uh, WCW Saturday night job guy. That's like the junior heavyweight champion. And he's like chubby and has a hairy back and, you know, just doing things. And then there's like a guy that runs a McDonald's and he's the newest iteration of the, the flames. Uh, you know, he's super, you know, he's like calling people old coots and stuff like that. And, uh, iron Sheik is dad doing iron Sheik stuff. Um, of course. Yeah. And, you know, just, just other guys, there's like, there's one guy who I didn't see wrestle at all, but he was like a big dude. He looked like the dude. There's one guy that if outside of tiny and a few other guys that, you know, was probably like 90% of my wrestling body was against this big 400 pound dude named the big O. And, uh, he, this dude looked just like him, tip, you know, black t-shirt, no sleeves, three, three or 400 pound guy, uh, you know, saying how good of a daddy is and stuff. Uh, but it just kind of goes back and forth but i will say for me i don't think it's the type of documentary that um your fiance or one of my sisters will put on and get engrossed in because it's a good story but like if you had only seen the power raider uh (laughs) and heard about how he like dresses like he's a chubby power guy dressed up in a power ranger suit in a million top 500s in the 90s like for me, it's just exciting to see that guy run the ropes once because, um, you know, I only read about some of these guys. Uh, yeah, totally. And a lot of cool, um, you know, uh, when the Divas thing happened, all the actual women wrestlers that were kind of over a certain age that I grew up watching, like um, uh, Bambi Lynn Slim and uh, uh, not... Um, uh, oh, I can't remember her name, but she uh, she wrestled barefoot. But, uh, you know, a lot of those people and a lot of, uh, you know, because of that, you'd only see them in like, uh, you know, posters in wrestling magazines and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, 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 like, uh, I can't recall her name because I'm the best podcaster ever, but there was like a woman in the 90s that was like Ox Baker's handler and she was like a big biker mama. And like she was in this. And like I said, Bambi, who... Uh, uh, you know, along with Rock and Robin was like the perennial uh, in Velvet McIntyre. Like they were the ones who, uh, like, if you didn't if you didn't hear the NWA Women's Title for a while, it'd be one of them that like right. popped up with it. Uh, Misty Blue Sims, like you know, a lot of uh, you know, mm. I'm I was like a mark for those women, um, not because I was a progressive 14 year old or a perverted 14 year old, but they were uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, because of how good the Japanese women's scene was. They were coming back to America, you know, flying over the top rope and doing high cross bodies and stuff. So yeah, like, totally. You know, so I was I was into that stuff. So it was cool to see them. And and um, I didn't know it was so old till I saw Bob Armstrong a still alive and b talk about Smoky Mountain because I'm like, <laughs> wow, like Bambi Limp Slim looks great. But it was yeah, from, it turns out yeah, yeah, ninety seven. But it was cool, you know, and it's cool to see Bob Armstrong come to the ring doing his his bullet, yeah. you know, Charleston and whatever else and. uh See the the Iron Sheik. I, I don't know what the only thing that makes me confused. This was either profoundly good editing, or they made it look like the chubby Power Ranger and the Iron Sheik like actually had a match. Like there was like shit mm-hmm. going on. Like, but it might have <laughs> just been like really good editing. Um, the Iron Sheik held a contest before the show where if anybody could do his weights, uh, his yeah. thing, he get he get a, a hundred dollar bill. Thank you and a respect. <laughs> and I don't know. And they didn't show anybody win it, but anybody, the one guy who tried and failed, he's like, "But you tried, so I give you respect." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it was cool. And like I said, it's almost over. Like, um, it's on Prime. 
definitely worth oh, watching. Yeah. Um, you know, as as far as when we go back one day uh, and look at the Fred Olin Ray uh, catalog, we're not going to say that it's like Evil Tunes or mm. uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers or any of his uh, uh, his profoundly uh, good stuff. Or my favorite, yeah. Sorority Babes at the Slime Bowl Bowlerama. Well, of course, yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, with old Uncle Impy. But you know, it's it's cool that for whatever reason, you know, he went from making horror movies and action movies to a niche of having like these like kind of sexploitation movies to making full out like softcore genre porn, like playmated apes and stuff like that. But at some point in the misty, misty mundane playmated <laughs> apes era, he made a wrestling documentary, produced <laughs> a wrestling documentary. So he's a real weird guy. I'd like to meet him one day. It's like, yeah. Uh, you know, unlike Andy Sidaris, who I am equally a fan of his, uh, his, sli- his slimy input, I get the feeling that, uh, you know, I'd be meeting an Andy Sedaris character, like, if I met right. him. But Fred Olin Ray just seems like a weird guy that goes wherever the wind yeah. blows him. So, yeah, I would check that out. It's on Prime. You can't go wrong. It's a, a good background thing. Um, yeah, not a lot of people going into a softcore porn and also doing wrestling documentaries. Not at the same time, at least. I feel no, like I mean, there's a progression. Yeah, I mean, unless you're that dude who ran XPW and you're doing both at the same time, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. and and, and uh, putting hits on professional wrestlers too. So yeah, wrestling's a weird thing. Like, like that black guy will be at like conventions, mm-hmm. and it's not even like a fucking secret that he had somebody come cut Messiah's finger off. Yeah, but everybody's like, ah, yeah. crazy old, <laughs> crazy old black, <laughs> whatever his name is. We're just we're just all numbs to people being crazy and, and, and awful in different ways. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, you know, like uh, who would have thought that a professional wrestling show uh, is going to make Florida sink into the masses? Because as we go into our list uh, or talk about what you've been watching, I didn't see many masks. Did you? No, no, no. I feel like you could see that like the way they produced it, they were trying to cut to people wearing masks and then you'd see someone without a mask and be like, oh, no, we got to go somewhere else. And yeah, yeah. And like that was happening a lot. Um, it did not look very spaced out, though. I have uh-uh. there was like there was like an early pandemic like article I read about how like the spacing in a crowd doesn't really come through in photographs or video uh-huh. just because it's like a 2D image. And, you know, right. like, if you look at it from a different angle, maybe everyone's spaced out. But it really did not look at all like they really put any of the effort in. Yeah. Uh, to separate people at all. But it was outdoors, so it was. I don't know. It's like so. My argument to that with the normal wrestling setup is when you watch, like Fenway Park, um, is a good example because you. It's still one of those old baseball uh, stadiums where you're looking at people behind home plate, um, yeah. and from where you're looking at home plate, the person in row B. Like there might be one person in row A and one person in row B, and they may look like they're in the same row. Yeah. But you know, wrestling is set up like in straight lines. <laughs> yes, right. I know. Not not staggered at all. So uh, yeah. as a short yeah. person, I've suffered from the <laughs> inability to figure out how to move seats in a stadium setting my whole entire life. But, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I didn't watch much else. I watched. Um. I caught up to Stardom's. Uh, most recent pay-per-view, the Cinderella Dream, I believe it was called. Uh, was that one night? Yes. It was. Oh, it managed to be one night. Um, must have been six or seven matches, maybe. Uh, not 
nothing massive, not, not as good as the previous one, uh, but a solid show all around. They had uh, title matches for all the major titles. A tag team title match uh, was the main event. Oh, interesting. Variant, yeah. It was, uh, it was Julia and uh, Sayuri versus uh, Himeka and Micah, um, two teams from the same faction, just fighting it out. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah, coming out, respecting each other. Um, yeah, it was a lot of it was set up for the Cinderella tournament, which I think we should probably cover next week, unless yeah, yeah. Bigger. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, uh, Imana, I have to say, and I will give pre apologies to our listeners or, or watchers, you. Um, I just got dressed to talk to you for the first time today. <laughs> uh, my uh, my vacation uh, officially started, so I am on a hell yeah uh, vacation behavior, complete with um. This is just coffee, honest. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't plan on doing much more than like my obligations. I got out of the way by uh, watching the new Invincible today. That was about as as much as I. But uh, you know, we'll talk about it. This I always love talking to you, and I always love watching uh, wrestling. But yeah. I also have to. So I think we talked about on the air. I'm still not 100% sure what happened, but I fell down. It might be two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. um, walking down my front steps. And uh, I had radiation. Uh, I had a really, I don't know if they do it a lot anymore, but they mostly do it for thyroid. It's an iodine radiation. Okay. And it's a pill. And it doesn't have very many side effects, but it makes your teeth soft oh, over yeah. time. So, mm-hmm. like I was saying today to somebody, if I was still wrestling, like I would have no, or do a martial arts or anything, I would have no teeth because the dumbest things. I don't think I hit my teeth in retrospect with the way that I broke mm-hmm. these two teeth. I think that I slammed on my, oh yeah, my like mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They're just so soft. One of my teeth, uh, uh, wrestling took my teeth originally, but um, I had an implant, and then when I had cancer, they intubated me and cracked those. Uh, yeah. And since I don't know how familiar you are with uh, dental repair, hopefully not, but uh, I am still paying for the first one, uh, <laughs> so I cannot get a new one. Yeah. And by paying, I mean um, accidentally throwing those <laughs> bills into the recycling uh, with the stop and shop circular circulars. <laughs> but, <laughs> as long as you're recycling. Yeah, but regardless, uh, those yeah. bills are dead to me. But I'm I, I can't walk up and go. I know I haven't even. I know I've been ignoring your mail. <laughs> but will you please give me new teeth. But uh, yeah, so I was a nanny for a little bit, and one of the kids was sleeping and woke up fast and broke this tooth. Oh. Like, and that's how I knew. Just not even like, wasn't even bad. It was like, boom. I was like, oh, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. And then I'm like, yeah. Whoa. Oh, where are my mouth? Oh, it's my tooth. Oh. And, and this was, I, I didn't like, I didn't realize anything was wrong here or they were even broken till I looked. Cause like a day later, I was like, oh man, did I hit my face? Like, what happened? And I looked, and basically what happened on one side, my teeth are perfect. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh. It's... And then I kind of did a little more investigating with my tongue and looked, and on the inside, uh, those teeth are completely broken down. Oh, that sucks, so, so it's like it's so my – Yeah, my tooth right here is like a, a 1930s, like, Hollywood, <laughs> like, film set. Like, it, it's not really the Wild West. It's just yeah. a curtain. Yeah. Um, and one of those is apparently down to the root because uh, oh. if I don't keep myself on a uh, ibuprofen Tylenol regimen, um, it hurts. So yeah. I yeah. also apologize uh, because I should have thought of that before I started drinking my coffee. 
So uh, I thought you were drinking it because it would be cold and it would like numb your mouth a little bit. But uh, no, I'm drinking it no. because I don't like. I don't have to go back to. I work three days a week for real, so don't like. I mean, yeah. I I mean I'm a a professional writer. Yeah, but I have a job that I have to go to like three days a week. I don't have to slave away and, and work hard like you do, job. But uh, I don't have to go back. I don't have to do anything except talk to you about wrestling till uh, Thursday. So I'm super excited about that. Lucky, yeah. Yeah, it should be nice. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I have, uh, you know, I cut into my last. Uh, it's end of the month ish, so I cut into my last thirty eight dollars to have that. Didn't cost thirty eight dollars, but. You know, not a lot of money, but, uh, you know, I never get the opportunity to do this on the air, but my fellow Hossman El Goro uh, sent me the greatest gift for my birthday. Yeah, what was it? Uh, so have you seen the film The Lost Skeleton of Cadaver? I haven't. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. You'd love it. Yeah. So are you an MST fan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they made one of those movies that MST would lampoon spot on. Oh, nice! It's brilliant. What, like, what year is it? Where was it from? Uh, I was so I was living here, so I'd say two thousand five, two thousand four. Okay, nice. Um, the main character. So there's three other of those films. A fourth one on the way. I've only seen the second one, um, and they kind of do different era of that kind of chintzy sci-fi. So my my dear brother and fellow Hossman, who's in the opening, he's like the unofficial third member of the Wrestle Down because he's in the opening yeah. with us. El Goro. Uh, <laughs> got me this book called doc armstrong and it's about the main character of the lost oh, skeleton of cadaver but like a doc savage style like like pulp <laughs> novel so like you know cool. so so cool yeah so thank you al gore i i, I know mm -hmm. you check out the wrestle down uh no because you enjoy it not because you're like me who would just be like oh they show me for a few minutes at the beginning <laughs> 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 but yeah man like wrestlemania yeah. it's come and gone and it was it didn't feel it, much different than last year, did it? Yeah, uh, I think, I think it did feel better. You know, there was a mm -hmm. bit more vibe, like watching the actual WrestleMania shows and just feeling like how I felt, how we've been feeling about New Japan. I was like, oh man, I do miss crowds like yelling. You know, mm -hmm. uh, as as good as WWE's kind of gotten at um, doing fake crowd noises, which right. came up with uh, Hogan uh, making his appearances. Yeah. Uh, but still, like it was just cool to have that, like that excitement and energy, um, and have wrestlers feeding off of that, uh, compared to how it's been for a year now. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I, I have a, I have a friend that I went to high school with that I specifically watch. Uh, like we 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 were wrestling. He was my wrestling friend. He mm -hmm. he wasn't the the D and D friend. He wasn't like my other friends were a little bit wrestling. Like we watched the pay-per-views, but my friend Brian Salmon, uh, who's training for a strongman competition right now, oh, cool. um, is uh, he? He looks like uh, like like if you saw Brian Salmon, Braun Strowman would be like, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> like he he'd be like, you could go on through Brian, but uh, <laughs> the um, like he and I like watch NXT, and we were talking about it. And I was saying, I forgot about the fake crowd noise uh, because I thought Kushida was super over. Yeah. And then I realized there were fans at NXT, but other than the people behind the glass, I couldn't get a... Yeah. That's me hitting the glass, folks. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't get a, uh, a gauge of how many there were or how much of a crowd it was. 
Yeah, it doesn't look like it's a lot, but it's, you know, they're, they do have fans in the stands out there. Um, some behind the glass and some like in upper reaches and some in a Thunderdome ish. Yeah, like, yeah. I saw, I, I like, I think that that hybrid is a good way to be right now, but who, me who too, knows yeah. what they're going to do. Um, uh, since, especially since they don't have any, we should talk about this. Um, they don't have any wrestlers anymore. It doesn't seem like they let everybody go. And, you know, yeah. Oh, uh, you mean from yesterday's releases? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, not. I, I, not that I'm upset. He's in the wild, no matter what he ends up doing. He would be a great, solid, permanent. Not that I dislike anyone that's with Kevin Kelly now, but he would be a tremendous, solid Kevin Kelly co-commentator. But how do you let Samoa Joe just out into the wild? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like only he and I guess they would know like what his state is because they haven't had him wrestle for over a year. Uh, yeah. And like, who knows if he's like got such like concussion issues that he can't or mm-hmm. so it's too much of a liability for WWE, but maybe an indie would let him do it, but who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe that pain. He's the one to talk. Yeah. He's, he was definitely the best commentator that they had. Like, by far, you have four. If you let him go, you have four other commentators that aren't as good as him. Even even I, I sort of like uh, uh, what's his name? Who was a indie worker? Uh, uh, he was on like Talking Smack and stuff originally. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, uh Byron Sexton. No, 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 no. He was a wrestler. Wade uh, Barrett. Oh, no, not on NXT. He's on Raw, I think, or SmackDown. Oh, I he's, don't. Uh, uh, he's with Michael Cole, I think. Um, I don't remember who's on the, the different Yeah, he's team. like a tattooed guy. He was kind of in the Indies. Oh, Corey Graves. Like, yeah, Corey Graves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, he was a dollar store CM Punk when he was in the Indies. But, uh, yes. Um, yeah. he, uh, he's good, too, but not yeah. as good as Joe. So no. if you're getting rid of people, like, you know, you could probably get four dudes in the back and Samoa Joe and your commentary team would probably be as good or, or better than or it better, is. Better, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you got to have some, like, think about, like, uh, you got to have some people that they're already paying to do something that could be better commentators than what they have. And then yeah. they get rid of the best commentator. My only thought on it is he wanted to go. That's because, uh, what former uh, co-host uh, Dennis Bruno also thought. He might have asked for his release, which would make and they sense. Did, and they politely asked him to not say anything, to not incite the, uh, the other people who want to go. You yeah. know, the, the kind of. That's that the the my girlfriend or boyfriend are gone brigade. I want to go where they are. Yeah, um, right. And Alistair Black, but uh, well, I guess his girlfriend's gone too. Now that I think yep. about it, but um, his wife, you yeah. know, yeah, his wife, yeah, that was a whirlwind uh, romance. Um, but uh, WWE bringing people together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, some of these people found their spouses. Uh, you know. While they yeah. were hanging out and catering, which is yeah, I I, I have a friend, a dear friend who's a, a therapist. And I think what she would call a lot of those relationships Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah. um, like, I'm not I feel sure. the same way. I yeah, mean, sometimes yeah, it's like you know, it's the yeah. familiarity being together. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, for my to know with the uh, Latin American video game fanatic and the. <laughs> Uh, Dutch weird Satanist. death metal martial artist uh, yeah. guy that had like one friend in all of pro wrestling like kicked off but what do you know maybe yeah. they both like Fortnite 
Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's just less he's just less uh, public yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. He's like he like just rises up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got the Mandalorian hat on. <laughs> Man, I just totally fucking regurgitated every little thing that I know about like Alistair Black. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I know way more about weird, mysterious Alistair Black than Fortnite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that there's a Mandalorian package because I am a Star Wars nerd. And of course. I, uh, and I know that there is a... Um, uh, that's all. Yeah. And, and, and we I sell some of those toys. Yeah. Um, by the way, I gotta we got to have you on. I'll talk to the guys sometime right. uh, as something starts. I do a Star Wars show uh, every week. I'm back. I took a vacation from it. Um, this week's episode of, well, it's four years episode ago of rebels, uh, made me cry this week. So, uh, if you want to hear me curse out a bunch of men, like they're my children <laughs> for not telling me that, uh, the, the, like, uh, Kanan died. Uh, yeah. I will, um, whose name I can't say. I always pronounce it like Keenan Ivory Waynes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I was angry. Like I got on, and was like, you sons of a bitches. But if I you like your animated stuff. Yeah, if you like your Star Wars uh, with a great deal of uh, dad jokes and uh, body humor. Um, I've been on a big crusade on that show uh, um, because I was fooled by some deep fake pornography one day. So, uh, <laughs> so there's, there's a uh, there's You're just waiting seg- for, for them space titties to show up. Yeah, so there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole segment of the show um, uh, about my crusade to... Uh, to pull off the fraud of uh, deep fake celebrity potholes. <laughs> so, you know, because I, I thought I saw a famous uh, sitcom actress's butthole that day, and I thought that that was like, I didn't went, I didn't go to bed thinking I was going to see the wake up scene, yeah. and I was going to yeah. see the Big Bang Theory girl's bump, but I did, and I was excited, so I told them. And then yeah. they broke my heart and told me about deep fake. Oh, the irony so... was, I was, no one will ever look, believe me, but I wasn't looking for porn. Yeah. I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> and then you just So I said searched. Big Bang Theory actress and Blossom yeah. came up and then the other one. And they were like Big Bang Theory actress and a bunch of stuff that she supposed like imagine yeah. like imagine if Friday thirteenth videos were set up like porn videos. Right, yeah. Like guy like you read the back, it's like guy in hockey mask kills somebody with road sign. Guy in hockey yeah. mask, like <laughs> yeah. so there was all the things that like you know, it wasn't with Shelton that was disappointing anyway, but they're like, there are all these things that were going on and I was like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Like yeah. it's, it's noon. I'm yeah. outside the mall. What else am I doing? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I clicked and I was so happy that like, that was a thing that happened that day. I felt like I had broke some sort of wall and now <laughs> part of my Star Wars show is me breaking down the black underbelly of the, uh, they're not as excited as it as I am, but uh, <laughs> but you, you know. get your own segment uh, about. The yeah, I have it here too. Be careful! You all learn that that's not really Biasa, no matter how yeah. excited you might be about it. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not a real mod nageatois. But yeah. um, the, at the end of the day, you know, I would love to have you on that. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do it. Uh, just to, just so you know, uh, when you hang up and say that talky son of a bitch and the bad things he said, like how well behaved I am for you. <laughs> I, I I know I, I appreciate it. Uh, let's um, let's do this, our top. Let's you know. Let's start with our least. We we did one least favorite thing. We did top five and one least favorite. Let's start with the least favorite and then get to the positive stuff. Okay, uh, you want to go first? 
there's a thing that would be my number five most favorite, but I took it out. Yeah. And if it's on your list, it's fine, but I wasn't sure if it counted, but we'll talk about it at the end either way. Okay. Um, but my least favorite thing uh, of the whole weekend, you're mm-hmm. about to be shocked, uh, involved. So when Randy Orton and what's her name came out and did its their thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit, I don't like this. It's not yeah. for me. But there are people in that front row. Yeah. So I appreciate all the moving parts that they had to do for all this sleight of hand. I was actually really excited. Yeah. Until it ended. <laughs> right. And the fiend had no sold everything took one finishing move and got pinned. Yeah. But what I don't like, yeah, I don't no, I, know, like, <laughs> did they, somebody turn on somebody else? Like, yeah. Like, like why was she bleeding a crown of soy sauce? Like, I have no idea. Like what? Well, like, I don't know what the significance of that was. And so I asked my WWE friends and yeah. they didn't know either. It wasn't just cause I wasn't like, I was like, Oh man, I see. I don't get this uh, because I'm not watching. But yeah. no, it didn't. I'm like, did she turn on him? They're like, we don't know what happened. So yeah. that is my least favorite thing of the weekend because WrestleMania is a time um, like the Super Bowl. And you have the opportunity to have some converts. There would be a lot of people at my house yesterday if we or this week, last past weekend if we weren't in a pandemic. Probably you as well. Yeah. And um, if, if one of my friends who was a casual fan saw that they might like they might really get into like the sleight of hand but the fact that you know they could have looked at everybody else that was watching and said like what the what that what just happened and everybody would have gone we don't know that's my least favorite part because they pandered to a niche audience within their niche audience uh which i think is vince um to and they didn't it was it's not my least favorite part for what I bitch about every week. It's my least favorite part because it was really bad storytelling. Yeah. Like I, um, I first off knew I should have thought of a different least favorite <laughs> because this is, I think this is like the only thing I really hated the weekend. And I'm like, yeah, we're on different sides of the coin. I'm being like, you know, I'm 100%. Usually pretty gung ho about this kind of thing. But I think like, I'm sick of this story because no matter what event it is, they aren't letting it climax like every time it's a pay-per-view it's like another thing that's like here we what's gonna happen next and then what happens next is like bullshit and then we get to another pay-per-view and it's still the same two guys plus alexa bliss like you know no selling their moves and this this unkillable monster can't uh, seem to get a win in a wrestling match despite Mm -hmm. being invincible this was just a bad like situation for everything because like it was the beginning of the show. So mm-hmm. you get like the crowds amped for this very a very cool entrance by the fiend. And then it's like a two-minute match that ends with one finisher after he survived like nine of Seth Rollins' finisher took two years ago or something like that. Um I think Goldberg sapped him of his power. Mm-hmm. Once he lost the Goldberg, like he just lost all of his invincibility. Yeah. Every match. It's mm-hmm. yeah. And forget about the people who um you know, went to Peacock from the uh, from the the network. What about yeah. the people that had Peacock and now have the network and are like, 
oh, holy shit, this has Hulk Hogan. And, you know, like, I haven't watched mm-hmm. wrestling in years. I'm going to put this on. It's free. And that's what you see. Yeah. That's you know, the that's first five minutes of what you see. Yeah. That's everything that the people who do dislike wrestling, uh, my dear friend and, and de facto agent Stephanie Wiley, like, hates wrestling. And everything that she kind of says about it mm-hmm. was encapsulated. She's had one compliment, and it was that one day B&B Hulk had nice pants. But, like, <laughs> otherwise, like, it's all, like, negative. And, like, yeah. um, every time they do shit like that, that's what I think about. That's, like, this yeah. is what she thinks pro wrestling is, like, that sort of cartoon. And it can be, you know, as yeah. the guy who worked for the, the cartoon wrestling company for a few years. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to criticize that. But at the end of the day, you really can't have it both ways you can either have it be one thing or a cartoon you know you can either have people upset because of title belts and people stealing their girlfriend in real life drama or Mm -hmm. the lizard guy gets turned evil because someone uses a magical item on him you you can't have you can't have both those things and it's really tough to bring someone in you know especially if you know like it was different shows but like Somebody that hadn't watched wrestling in years and watched Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, like, holy shit, look how fucking they're big like they used to be in the athletic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a fucking great gateway um, drug. And, uh, you know, it's just not like I understand that they built to it and I understand it happened and people backstage are super passionate about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I found, I just by today saw Alexa bliss with somebody who I didn't uh, recognize. So I don't know. I don't know who that is. Um, some dude, I thought it was Bo Dallas, but I guess he didn't work there anymore. So, no. so I don't, I don't know who it is, but um, who's been getting paid for like three years to not be on television. So that's a good gig if you can get it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, I just don't like, I had to do, WrestleMania shouldn't be like us its own thing. You know, it shouldn't be a devol- without stories. Yeah. But like when you're doing a blow off at WrestleMania, you know, fast lane elimination chamber, but when you're doing a WrestleMania at one of these crossover events, Survivor Series, mm-hmm. you're not you shouldn't be worried about getting people to watch Monday. You should be getting worried about people watching because of the strength of the show. Yeah. And like, if you are going to like try to get people to tune in Friday that aren't normally watching, you, you got to fucking spell out what just happened. Yeah. And we're wrestling fans who have been following to some degree, and both of us agreed. I don't. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I I was like, okay, I can get behind a story where Alexa, like the fiend leaves Bray Wyatt and like possesses Alexa Bliss or whatever. I don't know what that leads to in terms of a wrestling match when you can't have intergender matches, but uh sure, I can get behind that story, but they didn't convey anything and it was just like this weird cliffhanger uh in a story that's been all cliffhangers for like 18 months. Right. I'm like I want I want anyone involved in that storyline to do something else with anybody else. Just, just, just for my own sanity. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent, man. Like, I don't understand. I, I don't know. Like, it's just not like. Uh, it's, it's bad writing. Like, it's, yeah. it's not. It's not even like wrestling centric. It's just bad writing. Yeah. If, 
wrestling has an advantage that no other medium I like has. Like you can end a movie uh, with Michael Myers on fire and people hugging and mm. you don't necessarily need to see those people at breakfast the next day. Right. You know, yeah. uh, comics now in modern era have a bad habit of that. I call it the breakfast or the dinner. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Scott yeah. Snyder and Bendis have brought us to a point where the story ends. Like it's a six issue. It's a five issue story in six issues because we have six pages of the end of the story. And then the rest of it is, you know, a yeah. brooding Bruce Wayne doing a, decompression of what we had just read for the last five issues right. wrestling is the one art form that i love that is a narrative art form that it can literally all happen in between on stage you know yeah. and, and over the years they've developed the backstage uh intricacies and all that but you don't need to see you know bray wyatt get pinned and then go home and take a shower and like <laughs> yeah. you know heat heat up you know, a TV dinner and get under the coveys, you know, <laughs> like you do need to know when those lights go off, what's happening. You could do a cl cliffhanger of having, you know, I can't even think anyway. Shawn Michaels is in the ring and then Marty Jannetty just there. And then they go, what's happening? And they go off the air. That's yeah. like one of wrestling's greatest things. But, you know who Shawn Michaels is and you know who Marty Jannetty is. So you have a week to think of the, you know, the, yeah, what's going to happen next. Yeah. I don't know if that's sister Abigail, if that's Alexa bliss, why she, what that significance of bleeding glue at goo is, why that distracted him. Was he worried? Was he, and it's yeah. not, it's not like, Oh my God, are they going to fight? Oh my God. Is he going to help him? Oh my God. Like, is this the next pay-per-view match? Oh my God. Is he back for good? It's, all these questions, maybe more questions that don't, that are very unsatisfying, Yeah, you know, and it's, and it really just like every question is an iteration of, I don't know what any of that means. And that yeah. is not a satisfying way. Maybe that's a satisfying way to start a two hour movie. Yeah. You know, but, but not this, night yeah. one of WrestleMania. <laughs> you, you know, Indiana Jones didn't get the fertility idol. Right. And then you had to wait until um, uh, uh, Temple of Doom to see him hook it up with Barack again. Right. Like that whole thing. So why does wrestling think that they're telling these big operatic stories that like the people watching that thing that paid something for it don't need to know? I I'm all for long term storytelling, but I don't know, like, uh, you know. I'm in a phase of reading a shit ton of new indie comics because all of our favorite comic writers are jumping to the indies now. Yeah. And a couple of them I've adored. I can't I can't say enough about uh, Donnie Katz uh, crossovers. Mm -hmm. Great, great comic. And uh, Snyder's uh, Nocturna, I think it's called. It's been a, a like, it's just screaming to be a movie. Uh, and and I, I won't pan a book. I hate panning art a lot of times uh, when, mm -hmm. I, you know, when we're not talking about that. But I picked up one, two issues in. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, you know, and, I've and been there not, with some comics. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to hang my hat on. Same with shows, like a lot of a lot of high concept shows and whatever. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I've I've watched everything that they have. Like, you know, when you leave something, especially it's three minutes long, right? Like that, or four minutes long, and you think it's something, and it's something else. 
Like that's almost bait and switch. <laughs> like, yes. and it, it just doesn't like, I'm not being very articulate and typically long winded here, but it just, it's really upset me. And it's why it was my least favorite thing that it took three or four matches for me between feeling stupid for lack of a better way to put it. Cause I didn't know what the heck any of that meant. Yeah. And thinking about, uh, uh, doodles is around. I try not to swear in front of her. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to teach anything to the chipmunks. Okay. But um, the, at the end of the day, like I don't, you know, I just, I it it messed up. I, I can't tell you what came directly after because yeah. I, you know, started to. Oh man, I forgot about this. This would have made my list anyway. But I started to come around again at Nigerian uh, <laughs> yeah. matches. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. The only positive of this is that both uh, is that Michael Cole and uh, I think Byron Saxton uh, both referred uh, to the Jack in the Box as a box-like structure. <laughs> right? Yeah, that so, was a weird thing. That um, oh man, I was in, uh, I was just so disappointed because like when Alexa Bliss came out and then like she was coming down the ramp and the camera turned around and revealed a giant Jack in the Box that like the whole audience must have seen for minutes. Mm. But like we only saw it, I was like, "Oh, cool! Somebody yeah. learned some fucking filmmaking during the pandemic. Yeah. Good for them." And then like it just goes straight downhill. It's yeah, not uh, a, yeah. I agree. That it took me a, a little while to get into uh, night two because the next match was the tag team, uh, the women's tag team match. No, oh, right, right, right. Which, it, I, I did like that match. That might have been my <laughs> my second or third favorite match. Yeah, on night two actually. Yeah, um, it's just like I'm just not like I, I think it was a good match too. I, I'm just not amped on like uh like three of the four people in the match. No, I agree. Uh, I mean, so, well, I love Ruby Riot. Uh, you know, uh, uh, no, no, this is the, uh, Oh no, she lost. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, I, I don't know at the end of the day, like it's like the commentary team turned to the Simeon people at the beginning of 2001 with the <laughs> monolith. They just fucking had no idea. <laughs> like, Come on, this isn't fucking algebra, Michael Cole. That's a box. Like, yeah, you you can make this happen. Yeah, I was like, what, 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 what about it? Is uh, makes it box like instead of yeah? I mean, you might have fucking skipped some some math and science classes, but you must have seen like fucking Bowmanshans, a Blue Man Group, or something. You've seen you've seen a fucking box before. I was like, we've literally it's a cube Mm -hmm. that has had a thing in it. Yeah, like what is about it does not make it a box. Right. I I, oh man, that's a weird. A jack in the box, like yeah. like like they were acting like literally was, yeah, like a millennial, like with a with a fucking big state. They were like, oh, yeah. what yeah. are these? What's a strange thing?" Yeah, it took me out of the match because for a second I was like, "Is Jack in the Box copyrighted by somebody?" Right. Like, what happened there? Yeah. Uh, well, well, the, the, jack in the Box. I'd, you can't say Jack in the Box. They'll think there's burgers in there, pal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we're sponsored by Burger King, you son of a bitch. Um, so, yeah, let's get into our uh, top five because apparently we have the same least favorite of both nights. Um, let's see. I'm going to just put a, my, I, my, my number five on my uh, top five is not a match, but it is the rain delay from okay. night one, which I really enjoyed. Like mm-hmm. at first I was like, this is very funny because it's the first time that they've had fans uh, yeah. in over a year and like they have to hold off and just improvise for X amount of time, you know, until right. t- they can safely do wrestling. But right. 
why are they having this like they basically just seem to go backstage and be like, who can improvise for a couple minutes? Who can do a promo on the spot? And then just kind of, uh, I gave it kind of this old school feel. Like I felt like the, um, was it the 92 Royal Rumble where like mm-hmm. every participant cuts like a quick 30 second promo of like why they're going to win the Royal Rumble and what it means to them. So you yeah. got like Bobby Lashley and McIntyre having a confrontation backstage, uh, which by the way, <laughs> for whatever reason, I think maybe because like Alyssa and I have been uh, uh doing a little wedding planning, but like in my head when Lashley and McIntyre saw each other backstage, my brain immediately was like, isn't it bad luck for two wrestlers to see each other before a match? And I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking weddings. Duh. Yeah. Um, but Fuck, like, I yeah. saw what Lashley's wearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, we got that. We got New Day. Uh, Seth Rollins put together a ridiculous uh, promo that like was so over the top that he's uh, Alyssa's favorite male wrestler now uh, because she just has no idea what his deal is. Neither does he. Yeah. I don't think he does either. It's, you know, it was a lot of fun though. So it was just, it was fun to see everybody just cut loose and away from like the, uh, the, I'm my, my friend Ben Moser has like a, a theory that like WWE is at its best when things are going wrong. Like you give them like, yeah, that's, that's three fair. months. Yeah, you give them three months to plan WrestleMania. Like, you have like a money match that's like Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, and then like halfway through, somehow Charlotte Flair is in there, and it's just like overridden and crazy, and you don't know who's heel or face. But then like the fans get, then like you run into a situation where like Batista's not as over as you think, and you get like Daniel Bryan WrestleMania thirty, and it's like an amazing, uh, perfect moment. So like this was kind of one of those in a, on a small scale just to see them not have this like overproduced thing and just be like uh, handing a mic off basically to everybody who you know can cut a promo for five minutes. Yeah, I agree. If you watch Starcade 83 or 85 yeah, uh, those proto shows they were trying to work out some of the like the uh, oh shit, what was that called? Uh, where it was like you could watch it at an arena like that yeah. sort of simulcast and um there was a lot of like, you know, you'd see they go to the ring announce and they'd be like, and let's go to Tony Giovanni in the back. And that's, yeah. you know, that's what it reminded me of. So I thought it was charming, but also like Kevin Steen got over. Yeah. Uh, the New Day got over. Mm-hmm. They didn't need somebody right for them. Like I was more invested in anything that any of those guys were doing because they got over. You know, yeah, like, me too. you know what the what the talent can't do is these fucking amazing NFL films quality packages, right? right. You do that, you let them get over. Maybe some mm-hmm. guys need it. Spend all your time trying to get, you know, uh, so, I don't even know Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. who or he has a mouthpiece. I don't know somebody who can't talk. Put all that energy into getting helping him, and then yeah. just let Kevin Steen go. You right. know, like, and, and, and I, I don't think this moves the needle at all, but um, I, I hope that, you know, if there's anyone in the back that was like, you know, if there was a Triple H saying, let these dudes talk and he gets shot down every time, like, yeah. I hope somebody was able to say and keep their job for it that I told, <laughs> right. I told you so. You right. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you got for number five on yours? My life has changed greatly because it's been many, many years. Uh, I remember the first Ring of Honor shows where I saw Daniel Bryan and, you know, 
I remember Gary Hart bringing out uh, the great Muda. I remember mm-hmm. seeing clips of Jushin Liger before he came to America. Uh, I can chart. Um, I remember reading about Chris Benoit and thinking that he was going to be uh, my favorite of all the murders. And uh, uh, it's been a while since I had a wrestler who, you know, through either Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, eventually talked me and performed me into loving them. Or, you know, my favorite ones are ones that I loved conceptually. Like, they really spoke to me. Loki is another one. Sabu. Mm-hmm. All these guys that I saw before I saw them. Yeah. You know, Mike Quackenbush. Like, uh, um, you know, I had no idea that years later I'd be riding around talking about comics with him. But I remember thinking, like, man, if I could only see Mike Quackenbush in Reckless Youth, like, I'll, I'll see my new favorite wrestler. Yeah. I saw my new favorite wrestler. Who was it? That wrestler is called Night Panther. <laughs> <laughs> and he is my number five favorite thing. Uh, I, I like, you know, never has the WWE had a spokesman uh, that has made me like, I have, I won't turn my camera, but I have a pyramid of old spice here. Our yeah. truth could bust through maybe. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. But uh, Night Panther is my favorite, my new favorite. If, if Night Panther does not come out in the 2022 uh, Royal Rumble, I, I think I'm calling it quits. Yeah. <laughs> because I love, uh, this was my new favorite dude. I love yeah. Night Panther. I'm team, I want a Night Panther shirt. Uh, <laughs> I went, I have like all, all sorts of like old spice paraphernalia. Uh, I am team Night Panther. So he is my favorite uh, uh, thing. I can't Number wait five. for him to debut on in an actual WWE ring, you know? Like he's got all the charisma. He's got the look. He's got a beard under a mask. Um, you got a porno mustache under a mask. Yeah, it's good. True. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I just like he looks like Dan Crawford. Like I like under like a really poorly fitting mask. Like I just can't like. I I like I don't know. Like I I'm one day in 2050 when we're on Wrestle Down. Uh, 2099 like um which i don't know why that'd be happening in 2050 but um uh, you know when i'm reminiscing about when i saw night panther for the first time like that we'll have to like uh be able to cite this episode so that people know so that is my favorite thing yeah uh, i love the night panther it's a, it's a brave choice to wear a purple mask with a red shirt and uh you know but he's got a fantastic look we haven't seen mm-hmm. him leave the locker room all that much but once he does I think we're going to be in for, you know, our next big wrestler. I guess he is a wrestler too. Like, like, I don't know, but let's just keep this in some sort of state. Yeah. Night Panther still has a job. Yeah. Mojo, yeah. Fired. Yeah, that's true. Callisto, <laughs> you're out of here. <laughs> like, so, you know, some commercials. Yeah. I'm not complaining, but you know, Night Panther should be very grateful for his job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, Mickey James, the thirteenth best uh, women's wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. Out of yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, one quick more thing. Battle Panther reminds me of. Uh, I had read that there was a wrestler called Battle Cat in WWE at one during WWF, like during the primetime wrestling era. And like I was like, I can't, I can't wait to see Battle Cat. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I wa- I'm watching one day and Brady Boone loses to Red Tights White Boots, 
loses to one of the demolition guys in a singles match. And then, you know, Bobby Heenan, Grill Matsun do that thing. And then some crazy cartoon music comes on, right? Yeah. And a guy with like a bad cape in like, not even like a tiger mask thing. Like it looked like he had like a, like a cut off mascot cat mask. And they're like, it's the battle cat. The battle, <laughs> the kids love the battle cat. He's like Mighty Mouse. He's small, <laughs> but he fights and wins. And he gets in the ring and takes off the cape. I swear to God, lazy-ass Brady Boone didn't even change his tights or his boots. So it's just fucking Brady Boone came out two matches in a row. And this time he was wearing a bad cat head. Like, like that's like what it reminds me of, a throwback of these, like, one-off Max Moon. These one-off bad characters that you saw on a couple Monday Night Raw. Under like five yeah, there we go. Yep, there's friggin' Battle Cat. Except that he wasn't wearing that fucking he's wearing Brady Boone tights. Dancing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, like so I hope, you know, Night Prowler, like uh, you know, is a is a throwback to that level of that uh undercard town. <laughs> yeah, but you're your number four. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go with Walter versus Champa. Uh always happy to see Walter. Uh, and it's probably the best I've, I've played Champa in a while. Yeah. Uh, just a good hard hitting match that, you know, yeah. they, they both had like good hard hitting matches recently. Um, and yeah, it's uh, just a good combination to see those two uh, face off. And it was nice too. It was kind of like, because I was like, they're not going to have Tomasa Champa win the UK title um, off Walter, but a change of scenery would probably do the guy good. So I was kind of rooting for him. Uh, and it's right an excuse to bring Walter, not that they need it really, but like, you know, then you have a, you know, a, a TV main event or something to bring Walter back. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was one of the highlights of the first night of the NXT uh, takeovers. I um, think that was the match of the weekend. Nice. It, it, uh, I was definitely thinking that's, this is definitely Mike's, uh, this is yeah. right of Mark Zally as a, as a match. And they look like wrestlers, not mm-hmm. modern sports entertainers. You know yeah. what I mean? You What would be the gimmick that you <laughs> right. would homogenize like Walter like with? <laughs> like giant, oh, it's giant no fat German and CrossFit hobo like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a battle for the Intercontinental title. Like, like, what, like what are you going to do? Like these were two guys who are what they are, did what they did, um, stylistically were similar enough to have a great match, but met in the middle. Um, yep. uh, we'll go right into my number four, okay. uh, which is NXT TakeOver uh, Stand and Deliver Night One, because uh, I had to homogenize it a little bit to not um, not have it be my top five, because uh, um, it was a great show, but there was an interesting thing that I don't think I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. There were four matches with hand trauma as yeah. part of the like uh the the build it was, it was very strange but uh yeah one one three and a half star match for me or three star match uh that the women's tag match um mm-hmm. and the same sort of thing they're just a little you know they're just a little more uh was that on that show i'm even confused no, that was the night yeah that was the next night the, the first night was uh pete dunn kashida great uh, match the, the gauntlet the six-man gauntlet, Walter Ciampa, uh, the triple threat tag team. Great. That match was great again. Not as good as the first, the Dusty Rhodes Classic Final, but I thought it was good. 
Great. And uh, Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai. I mean, Kushida versus Pete Dunn probably suffered from, you know, we talked about like undervaluing athletes in the WWE. Like Kushida hasn't been used enough that he's still not Kushida to me and neither has Pete Dunn. So yeah. like, I mean, Pete Dunn has, but I don't watch enough, I should say. So um, that's a dream match. Like, and I didn't even really know it was happening until uh, we turned it on because, uh, um, you know, uh, there was only one wrestler that I was very excited about on these shows now, and he's uh, making money and, and looking at the boot. Um, <laughs> but that match was awesome too. I thought that that would be fine or fun. Like, yeah. but I thought that that was one of the best gauntlet multi-man matches that I've seen since, you know, when Ring of Honor would, you know, do a main event. And it's like Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, Mara Fuji, and Kenta. And, you're, and like, you're like, right. oh, well, that's... And, it, and now you have expectations of that, but then you didn't, you know, and it's like blows your mind. You have two new favorite wrestlers. Yeah. And it's great. I loved it. I thought everyone... That, that match was a great convoluence of letting people do what they were good at. So, you know, letting um, all the wrestlers that can wrestle, wrestle and work, and then yeah. letting the character Babyface come in and do his shit and then have that happen and have the character heel come in and do, you know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't have a lot of stuff where they're like trying to throw um, LA Knight or uh, uh, the, the, or Dexter Loomis. Um, yeah. Is that actually his name? Uh, you mean real name or like no kayfabe like, name? Kayfabe name. Yep, yeah. name Dexter Loomis. Yeah, uh, it's funny because I used to always call him Dexter in TNA. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, you know, they didn't try to throw them in the middle of things. You know what I mean? But no. you know, meanwhile, the most money making hillbilly, you know, is doing all this stuff and wrestling. And my only complaint about that match, and I'm not gonna put on my red blazer, but I was thinking at the time, they should not have Leo Ruff beating people up <laughs> like i don't i don't care who it is you know i don't care if it's swerve like he's just too they need to do it more like how they use hamburger and have him dodgy yeah. and doing stuff and whatever else you know or uh i don't even know right. uh uh peter avalon on the bad guy side you know just guys who you're not you know but they you know i mean he looked great like I, during it i wasn't complaining yeah. I, I liked everything about that match the three-man match was amazing um yeah, it was great, and it was like so much better, unfortunately, than the second night, which I had high hopes for. Uh, the latter match was good, but not a lot of heat. Um, the Johnny Gagano match on the second night I felt uh was a little sloppy, and yeah. but like I this first night of wrestling was great. The, the Raquel um Irishita match was amazing, like I, I, I thought it, I would loved it. One of my favorite guilty pleasure matches, uh. Uh, fighter, smaller fighter versus big wrestler when the big wrestler can perform. And I just, yeah. I just love that story to pieces. Um, and, uh, you know, that main event was a good mixture of that and mm -hmm. two really good wrestlers and a ring general making somebody a little greener. Um, and she's been around, like she's not, uh, Raquel's not a super rookie, but she's, you know, not the same level of, you know, she's arguably. Yeah, sure. arguably one of the greatest Joshi wrestlers of all time. Though my friend Jake thinks I'm a dummy for saying that. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think that, uh, you know, like it, like it, like I just thought it was a great match. So I, I think that stand over, takeover, uh, NXT takeover, stand and deliver night one it will be a show that we'll be talking about at the end of the year. 
Um, uh, I, I, I mean, like, there was a, I, I, it did, we did not dip below three and a half stars, I think, when I was doing my star ratings for that night. Uh, again, even the multi-man matches where I usually enjoy them, but I think they're just fine. Um, yeah. Usually, like, we're great. Um, I really love the Rascals uh, in NXT so far, even though I don't know what their, their name stands for. Um, MSK? It, yeah. yeah. You know, um, it's something that I'm not... I'm too old to understand. And at some point, when I wasn't watching them on TNA, they picked up another rascal and have lost him in between. So now we're back to just uh, two rascals. But <laughs> right, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Like I, I really, uh, uh, I, I've always enjoyed that team from the first time I saw them on uh, the New Year's show three years ago, 2018, I think, of uh, Dragon Gate's New Year's show, New Year's Day oh. show. Uh, yeah. They fought. Um, uh, two of their contemporaries, uh, in who I uh, know, well, two Ring of Honor guys. Um, uh, the guy I always want to call El Desperado, um, and Dragon Lee. Um, what's oh, his name? Uh, was it Dragon Lee? I don't know it was two, two, two of the Mexican wrestlers that are in Ring of Honor now. Uh, not Desperado. Uh, uh, he does that amazing. I don't know. He's where's a mask. There's a lot of mask. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to get this one. But he's part of that family with um, yeah. with uh, Dragon Lee and stuff like that. Rush. Okay. Um, and he was the champion for a while. And he was in Best of the Super Juniors one year. Um, uh, but, like, yeah, they had a great match and they did that cool finisher. And then they brought that match over to. Uh, that same match uh, over to um, PWG. And, uh, uh, you know, it was just awesome. I, I, I really enjoy that team and I'm glad that they are. Cause you know, that those, you know, young bucks notwithstanding, uh, there are not many of that type of team that have long careers. So I would rather that sure. they had it <laughs> on a big yeah, stage, yeah. you know? So yeah, it's re- uh, I, I love that show. That's my number four. Nice. Um, my number four. You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna rearrange things a little bit. I actually like Gargano Reed a lot. Really? Um, yeah. I can't. I, in some ways, I can't resist a good Johnny Gargano match. I think that one was like a lot of fun. He, it, uh, in some level, I think he's been in NXT for too long. Yep. So like, there's like not much for him to do. But Reed's an entirely different physical presence that he hasn't faced before. So I really enjoyed their uh, back and forth. Uh, he made Reed look amazing, even though Reed lost eventually. Um, and yeah, that wasn't uh, that. I didn't notice it being very sloppy, but I thought it was. That was my favorite match of the two NXT nights, at least, for sure. Um, That's interesting. Maybe I, yeah, maybe maybe it was just the pacing. Maybe it was just because I haven't watched Reed all that much, so he was like very fresh to me. Uh, but I was like very impressed with this, uh, this 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 big guy I've never really watched before. So, you know, that's uh, that uh, that did make my list. Um, yeah, Bandito um, is what I was thinking of. Sorry. Oh, there um, we go. Okay. Yeah, I, I I you know I can tell you there are a lot. Of, I, I'm a big fan of Johnny Gargano because he's very inventive in subtle ways. There yeah. are things that like for me who are watching for that sort of thing. 
Like, I remember there was a part where he used the steps to kick off to get the appropriate amount of leverage to mm-hmm. um, push rock into something. Yeah. Um, you know, and little things like that. But I, I don't I don't think it had anything to do with him. I think for whatever reason, Rock was like a, a step off in this match. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's funny. It was it was it certainly was my least favorite of the weekend or, or the two NXT shows, but I was disappointed. Interesting. Yeah, he's uh, I will say heel Johnny Gargano is growing on me. It's yeah, it's not I think it's an unnatural fit for him, but he's doing his best with it. And I like that he has a faction um, overall. Uh, weird seeing like the, the faction just not play a role all that much into this match other than Austin Theory, I think, to, you know, distracting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, a solid match. I think, like, maybe it's just my, my attention span knowing that I had four nights of wrestling to watch but like uh i definitely liked just a quick i liked i like that a lot of these matches were short but i like that this is like a quick action-packed kind of you know uh 17 minute burst versus the uh, 40 minute main event that um kind of felt you could feel the audience losing uh, interest whereas this was just like a quick burst of inventive offense yep uh just general it's the same kind of a bit uh little wrestler big wrestler dynamic that the the main event from the first night had but um yeah yeah so i was i do i like uh, i like for the same reasons you like the other match i think in yeah. some ways yeah no no i agree i i think that um yeah. uh, i i i i will say that was one of two of the possible matches i was excited for out of that outcome mm-hmm. so i was yeah. afraid we were going to get another not that they would be bad but another leo Ruff. Oh yeah, match and and I don't know, like much like everywhere he's ever been in his career, I feel like L.A. Knight already has you know uh, one one foot out the door and another on an indie payday. So like, yeah, you know, I'm not a big fan of his, but um, now I have to find my list because I had to go on a rabbit hole to find friggin' Bandito. <laughs> um, I, I'll find that match though. I bet you it's everywhere. Uh, uh, and it's the first time I saw that Rascals finishing move. But, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I didn't think I, I was uh, – I, I am – I was disappointed we weren't talking about those shows because I felt like you were going to feel – I'm surprised that you like this match so much, that match so much. So, yeah. Um, what number are we on? Uh, three. My number three – Though I didn't think that I was disappointed in this match, though it was another victim of the WWE undervaluing their talent. Yeah. As a Ring of Honor fan, as a, uh, you know, as a, you know, being involved in Chikara in some capacity. Cesaro being over and getting over um, yeah. is my number three. Uh, I, re- I really, <laughs> actually, really like it. That's my uh, number two or whatever okay. uh, on my list. Well, not quite. I went with the match rather than Cesaro himself. But mm. yeah, we can, let's, let's wrap. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I saw Cesaro doing stuff that I haven't seen him do since uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was great. Uh, I, I don't like, again, like, I feel like I, I for a little while, uh, Rollins as Tyler Black was one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, now it seems like, um, 
I don't know. There's just like he's drank the WWE Kool Aid in the East. Like the best way I can explain to WWE style to somebody who doesn't watch it is that musically there are notes missing, or mm-hmm. narratively in their wrestling storytelling. And like this match to me was a battle of somebody who was a who was a mastermind of putting a match together. And someone who's just been doing this, playing this hits over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I thought it was a very good. I, they gave it. I. It's funny because, like, when I saw the card, I was like, I hope this gets, like, enough time. I feel like Rollins has, like, the backstage pull to get them some solid time. Mm-hmm. But the first that first night, no match broke the 20-minute barrier. Nope. Uh, this match was 11 and a half minutes, and that was perfect. Because then you get all the good stuff that Cesaro can do. Yeah, you don't have Rollins like showing off his cardio for 25 minutes. Right. Um, it's just a quick burst to get Cesaro over. He did. I, I uh, had like kind of had tears in my eyes when Cesaro did the uh, UFO, um, the handless airplane yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like I heard, maybe it was maybe it was Quackenbush or something like that. Like somebody on a podcast was saying that like Cesaro wanted to do that move. Um, you know, unlike a house show where like nobody would see it, and the agents were like, "No, because that movie is like unrealistic." And now he's like out here doing it at right. WrestleMania, um, just as like this incredible thing that uh, I'm sure not a lot of people can do with him. So, like, very glad to see that match. I agree. Um, Cesaro win and be over because I did not expect that. No, I didn't. Either. You know, you too many start and stops. Yeah, exactly. And now it, you know. I don't know what's next for him, but that seems like, uh, you know, a good step. It's good to yeah. see a, a guy that who's been undervalued for like I don't know how long he's been a decade, yeah. like just be oh for sure, uh, get like a, a big uh, a win on a big stage like that. Yeah, I mean, he was for my money, and I get these are esoteric things, I guess, to a degree, but a member of the best tag team of a certain era by a lot, and yeah. a member in in the the lead villain in one of the best angles that I had seen in years and specifically one of the best takeover style NWO angles. Like, uh, I don't know if they've ever compiled it anywhere, but I highly recommend anybody uh, track down the Chikara versus the BDK uh, mm-hmm. storyline. Cause it was much, much better, much better than the one I was uh, making mirror, mirror style uh, Chikara wrestlers for. But um, yeah, it, it was awesome. It's some of the best stuff they've done and, and every little intricacy of it was good and all the all the people were good and all the characters and, and the way it worked out. And, you know, to have Cesaro in the middle of it meant, you know, when Quack or whoever they gave the brass ring was going to fight uh, him. Um, and here's what's funny in that thing. He is Walter. He is bigger right. than everybody else. He is stronger than everybody else. So he was, you know... Uh, just like it was like Thanos there. He was like an insurmountable force for a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And you know, Eddie Kingston was a bad guy at the time, and he was saying all the time, like, I know what you are to Cesaro during his feud. Yeah. So when it when it turned, you were getting these great Eddie Kingston promos, and you know, he was a heel, so the Chikara guys didn't like him, and the BDK was trying to take him out, and he was a, a man without a country, and it was just so so cool, so good. Like I I I really recommended it so to see him come to wwe and being excited because they put him with Heyman and have that stop and then being like being upset that he's in a tag team with sheamus and then learning to really like that tag team and you know now who knows you know this could be the start of another stop but 
to see him at WrestleMania in front of people and be super over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to fight the fucking backstage of uh, the WWE because, like, how's that conversation go? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, pal. You want to have a guy on your shoulders and spin him around and don't <laughs> touch him. That's what you... Hold on one second. Yeah. Set up the match where we light the guy on fire. Okay. So, <laughs> you're trying to sell me. Like, that, yeah. that's going to happen. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. Have her shoot laser beams. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever going to believe that, pal. Yeah. I'll take it under advisement. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like what? Like what? I know. Like, I don't know. But yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome. It, and it's funny because on house shows, I think you probably have people who are, you know, still trying to run things like from 1975. So like you mm-hmm. can't, you know what I mean? You, you can't, can't win. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll do my number two, which we don't have to talk yeah. about a lot. And that was, even though I used the whole show as my number four, um, that was Walter, uh, Tomasino Champa, because I thought that while it wasn't as good as the drag off, dragon off champ, uh, Walter match, um, you know, it was, I liked seeing, uh, Champa, um, have a match like that. Yeah. It felt like it felt more like a regular WWE match for Walter mm-hmm. than you normally get from him. Like I think interesting. Yeah, no, no, I don't disagree because they had a thing. Hold on one yeah. second, Jeremy. Real, real soft. Yeah, no. Problem. Oh, while he's off, yeah, I just think it. Um, it just felt like it. Maybe it's because of Champa, but it felt like it. It'll. Felt a little bit more homogenized with NXT's style than, uh, say, that Dragonoff match, which was uh, brutal uh, in a way that you don't really see on WWE TV all that much, especially. I mean, I don't watch NXT UK all that much, but um, yeah, it it brought up uh, a little more of an edge than Ciampa's had in a while and kept Walter, you know, uh, strong, looking strong. So yeah, can't say enough good things about that match. Um, I'm this close to talking myself into thinking it's the match of the NXT um, things. I'm interested to see to see what uh, Mars has for um, his number one. I know mine is uh, a lame and uh, obvious one, but it is one that I'll stand by as uh, something I love from this weekend. Uh, and that is Bad Bunny. Um, Bad Bunny, the great um, wrestler, uh, very good musician. Having a great WrestleMania match against The Miz and John Morrison um, with help from Damian Priest. Uh, <laughs> I was just uh, revving on uh, the, the virtues of Bad Bunny. <laughs> but no, that, that uh, you're still muted. <laughs> I was going to say, I just realized that I never went back and watched the main event, the, the, the like last however many minutes of the main event of um, night two of TakeOver. Um, oh. But I realized that I never watched the Bad Bunny match ever now, other than watching the bunnies uh, jump up and down. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, he did a good job. I mean, it's, I've heard. you know, yeah, it, it's not, I wasn't being entirely I wasn't I, when I was praising him while you were gone. I wasn't being entirely sort of or 
um, 100%, uh, you know, uh, sincere, but he did a good job. The little, the little commercial he did with Triple H for his tour almost made it on my list. <laughs> yeah, right. I was I saw that. I was like, oh, I, maybe I should, maybe I should uh, go to his tour. He might do like a suicide dive or something. Like Plancha, suicida. I, yeah. uh, I saw ICP once uh, grab yeah. uh, one of the clowns that were dancing, like just dudes in like regular clown shirts, and lift them up and press them into the ring. And the clown <laughs> wanted zero percent of it. It wasn't like a, <laughs> I was like, ah, and threw like, uh, Dude, you know, so let's. Fun. Let's hear it for assault. But um, yeah, I need to get diapers to do the wrestle down. I think. Do you think we can get a? Because I am getting old. Do you think we can get a sponsor? Like, yeah, if we if we keep going to the bathroom enough. I know it could be like we could do a commercial at the beginning of it. You could be like, you know, like like Mars. Do you think you're gonna make it through the wrestle down this week? And I could be like, depends. (laughs) (laughs) Buy some depends diapers, elderly diapers. It sucks. Like as like. Like two weeks ago, I was like, I'm old. I drink a lot. I have to go to the bathroom. But now, as I did that, like on the weekend of my birthday, I'm like, I'm gonna pee. like, I'm dying. I'm, I'm three quarters dead. <laughs> I'm not um, gonna see another WrestleMania. I'm too old. Do you know how much work goes into me looking just this old? Like I don't just roll. I don't. You know, I just don't roll out of bed and look a hundred. Like I have to fucking dial it back from 125 every single day. I, if you don't see another WrestleMania, I hope it's a choice. Um, you know, I, I might be there, but not be able to see it. Like I'm going blind. I'm falling down. My teeth are going, I, I'm a hundred. Yeah. It's my hundredth year. It's my hundredth birthday in a couple of days. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'll, I'll be sure to get you a hundred, uh, depends diapers. Nice. That'd be good. I, yeah. I can't do the wrestle down job in a normal chair, like a person. Cause my back is all messed up. I have to like sit on the edge of my couch. Like, and during the show, people are like, is he dancing? Like, what is he yeah. doing? No, don't worry. I'm sure I, I'm doing the same thing. Uh, you know, my back's a mess as well. You're so uh, you're so you're you're so composed. Like it. Like I, you're so you're so patient with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, don't worry about it. Don't I'll put it love, like, you know, I probably won't remember you when you come visit me in the home. But that's because <laughs> of I'm old. Yeah. You I'll, wait, bring some, I'll bring some action figures. I'll I'll bring some Pete Dunn action figures. That'd and, be good. You're gonna yeah. sh- you're gonna show up and like, uh, I'm gonna like think that i'm still on wrc and it's 1990 <laughs> are yeah. we gonna be doing the eugene levy show now is that what you're <laughs> here i gotta produce some commercials about my my radio station i worked for was so cheap i would read the same bylines yeah. that like you know you know i'd be like hey my name's mike mars and when your mortgage when your uh <laughs> furnace breaks you know you need to go to this person and then yeah. you flip the channel to af same script, but it's like, hey, my name's Wade Boggs, and like, I'm like, wow, <laughs> they really went friggin' all out. That you know, they got the guy that does yeah. the two shows on Sunday morning that gets preempted <laughs> by Spanish Red Sox to, to, to do these bad. And my dad would get tricked all the time. He'd be like, "Did you get a, a mortgage?" <laughs> <laughs> like, no, dad. No, I'm just, I'm just Wade Boggs. Nice. But yeah, um, I I heard that that was awesome. I think I he is the first celebrity that I can think of hmm. that seems like he gets it enough that he he's gonna get the crossover mm-hmm. that a Shaq or whoever else is gonna get. But he also yeah. kind of fits, right? Like he he kind of understands what the Bad Bunny persona is, yeah, and how that fits in wrestling. I think uh, Stephen Amell from. Uh... 
Oh, yeah. Arrow was like yeah, same same deal, hmm. you know, roughly as good, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. so that was like uh, what all in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like a celebrity who can, you know, yeah, who's I, a fan, clearly a fan of wrestling. I agree. Knew what he was doing, you know, but he was already an actor. True. Bad Bunny uh, has that, and, and and trust me, if there's anything that I can bore you with, it won't. I could write a book about this uh, because you know, uh, I'm. It only happens once every six years that anybody cares about who I am or recognizes me at all anymore. But like, you know, in 2005, when we were playing at the Palladium, like I, you know, and I had that dumb radio show, I was Dynamo Mars at the grocery store. I was Dynamo Mars at Best Buy. I was Dynamo Mars at Newberry Comics, you know, and same as like, you know, uh, so Bad Bunny is Bad Bunny. I think the divide, even though he was awesome and a great uh, ambassador for the sport, is Stephen Amell is already known True. for playing like different characters, you know. Like I loved yeah. him. I wish he did more. Um, I'm excited for his wrestling show that he has. That's why I kept yeah. stars um, that he has coming up. But yeah, like I, that was a good poll. I always forget about him, and and I thought he was great every time um, yeah. that he worked. Like those guys, those Ring of Honor era guys. I remember seeing Daniel Bryan once have a match with Bass Rutten. Mm-hmm. And Bass had never done a worked match, and you'd never know it in a hundred years. You know right. what I mean? It's it, you know like that weird. And, and Daniel's a little bit older than that, but that weird 1999 to 2005 class of guys, like even the ones that didn't get like super legendary, like Jamie Noble and stuff like that. Like that's elite. Those you know, yeah. I mean AJ's still around and Brian's still around, but you don't. Like that's elite guys right there. Those were guys that, I mean, we, we we today could fight Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and look like the Midnight Express, you know. Yes. So like, uh, you know, like that, uh, you know, there's something to be said for that. But I mean, I don't think Cody and Dustin were so into it when they were doing the Red Arrow yeah. <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. you know, like that, you know, I really like Stephen Amell, and I hope he does more. He's very, you know, he's very he's very handsome too, which. Yeah. I, I would kick him out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> um, so let's get back to the list. I'm going to go with my number one now. Okay. Um, I, like I think we're going to have the same. All right. I went with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Uh, yep. There we go. Okay. We did it. Yeah. I I love this match. Uh, every bit of it. I think like it was, it did a great job of making Bianca Belair look strong while giving Sasha a chance. Yep. But it also, like, it wasn't, like, the great match that we get from, like, so many main events. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was very one-sided. Like, yep. once it ended, I was like, holy shit. Sasha got, like, two near falls in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it was well-planned. Uh, I think Bianca Belair gorilla pressing. Holy shit. Sasha and walking up the steps to throw her into the ring is going to live on like forever in like mm-hmm. highlight reels. Yep. Um, it did so much so well. Uh, and in less than in 17 minutes and 15 seconds, just perfect. Yeah. Yep. A, let me set the stage here. Um, this was a singles women's match. That was the main event of a WrestleMania. Even, even if they sort of, talked out of the other side of their mouth and said the main event, they were starting with the main event. 
you know what I mean? The yeah. commentators dialed it back and were like, this is the main event. And it was the, so as far as I know, it was the first single woman's match to headline a WrestleMania. Um, like you said, they diet, they like, you know, got nervous and brought Charlotte in the last time they tried it. Yeah. Um, it was also the first time uh, that two uh, women of color mm-hmm. uh, were in a main event at a major wrestling show at all that I can think of in the United States, certainly in the WWF. Yeah. Uh, in the first time that two identified African-American women, um, you know, which is important to clarify because, uh, you know, the, the misminded political erectness of calling uh, every uh, you know woman of color uh, African Americans is you know is, is not always true. That's right. that's not there. There it's like calling every blonde haired blue eyed person Swedish Americans. Yes, um, yeah. So you know, but we're learning. <laughs> we're we're, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying as humans. Uh, I yeah. mean, I remember think I thought while this happened that hearing Michael Cole announced that these were two african-american women's probably would have irritated 2005 me because my take on that time was that we're never going to get out of our tribes Mm -hmm. if we keep you know you know keep hammering through our tribes but you know what i've realized as you know being older smarter wiser and and certainly uh less incontinent um is that i for me to try to take that away, and I'll give Brandy Rhodes credit for uh, not not pointing this out to me, but but wording it once in an interview. While it is pleasant-minded for me to try to say I don't see color, uh, for me to take that distinction away of Sasha Banks, who, by the way, had a great fucking weekend. I had to go to three different toy stores to get her, Amanda, her online toy wow. stores to get her mandalorian uh pre-order which was the surprise at the big hasbo plus uh thing this year um and then headlined wrestlemania um Mm -hmm. uh, it is i'm taking away sasha banks struggle or agency uh that has come with her being an african-american woman in the united states of america in 2021 by saying i don't see that color um So whether it's a marketing scheme or they're really behind it, or these were the two best women wrestlers and, and these women incidentally got to have this thing. This is a important moment uh, in the history of professional wrestling and television. Like, you know, in my opinion, um, you don't often see the WNBA isn't on Peacock. Right. You know, yeah. so there aren't a lot of, you know, in, in the sports where they do, you know, have some dominant athletes in that thing. Like, you know, one week a year, the U.S. opens on. And again, it's not generally on and an, an NBC. So to have um, women at all in any sort of sports adjacent event in the main place is a big deal on a network streaming service. Uh, to have two African-American women. I mean, I remember kind of going through things and seeing all these new shows. A lot of yeah. women-fronted things. Clarice, um, Rebel is another thing. They were, you know, these were yeah. all white women. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so uh, it's a big deal. I, I hope whether it is an actual big step forward for wrestling and entertainment at all, uh, and, and it is only television and pro wrestling, 
that are still hindered by these. Can we would we call it prejudices or or or? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, even if it's like it's just the the system and the momentum of the system, you know. Yeah, because someone deciding like I don't want X kind of people in the right. Y position, but like yeah, I think that's fair to say it's prejudice. Because because if they, uh, you know, no one thinks twice about all the. Mexican or Mexican American or Latino black metal bands, or um, you know, uh, you know, uh, African American fronted metal bands or whatever else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, the I mean, there are more in, in the era of like the Weekends and Twin Shadows. There are just as many people who look like. Um, those two is that look like, you know, Dave Kahan and Martin Gore and my beloved electronic scene now. So, right. you know, like it's it's definitely only I would say pro wrestling and television at all. You know, you're, we're still not the point where uh, every, you know, uh, you know, African-American characters are part of an ensemble uh, of, uh, you know, I, I feel like they're in two places. They're in procedurals. And mm-hmm. they're in sitcoms, yeah, uh, you right. know, but, yeah. you know, so we're still not past that. So this was a really big deal in my, my long winded point is whether it was happenstance that led them here, that these were the two best women wrestlers. And this is the story. And they were able to have that happen. You yeah. know, like it happened. It's, it happened. What's the word I'm looking for? It happened in spite of the company mm-hmm. they worked for, in spite of the time that we're in. Yeah. Nothing is going to take that away from those two uh, female athletes or female performers or um you know so i was really you talked about getting teary-eyed um i remember sasha banks being uh on her butt crab crawling backwards looking at her legit cut and uh bianca belair starting to get emotional um and normally i rebel against that because like you you know like i don't know like uh i sometimes you know the baby face Mayo will cry when he wins the title, like will be so emotional, but you seldom yeah. see it anymore. They're always just thumping their chest and look like they just got a touchdown. And every yeah. time the women win, they cry now. So it's like not, you know what I mean? I feel like it's, it's not a good trope in the industry to, to bring the quality, but yeah. both those women, if they started bawling their eyes out and broke kayfabe, like this is one yeah. of the most important things, you know, yeah. even if WrestleMania is only WrestleMania in name in 2020, uh, this is an important thing. Yeah, I mean they they broke character in like the first like thirty seconds of the match. And, I loved know, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sasha she tried hard. Looked, yeah, she yeah. she looked away from the camera. You know, she's a pro, but you could see it, and it's like you could feel the the, the weight of the moment on mm-hmm. them. And that would be a good match too, which I mean, not surprising, but like, thank God, you know, <laughs> like, um, yeah, you would expect that they had the exact chemistry that you would want them to have. As you know, they're, they're different styles, and Sasha still she's very inventive, mm-hmm. uh, just very inventive as a as a wrestler. She was pulling out new shit like throughout the match, like and because the like the story of the match was Bianca had all her moves uh, figured out. Mm-hmm. Yep, know, and and could yeah. just power out of them was like a yeah. uh, a next level athlete. It's uh, Bianca Belair is a very similar monster to Cesaro. And that's that you don't, you would never see her in a, in a candid picture or walking down the street or like 
Cesaro was just on a podcast, and in the background you saw this Looney Tune and Marvel like paraphernalia, like just seeing him walking down the street. E- even when he would come in, towering over everybody at a show, talking about yeah. uh, he was a big advocate for early for Sestivia. Um, oh, yeah. That's like what he was talking about all the time to anybody who would listen back then. Um, <laughs> not to me because uh, I was too afraid to talk to anybody. But uh, um, they, um, uh, despite the fact we had written most of those guys' entrance theme music at the time, but like, um, uh, like I wouldn't see her and think this woman's going to press someone overhead and, and where the rubble will meet the road when she tangles up with Charlotte or yeah. they have her body slam Nia Jax or somebody. But, um, uh, you know, the fact that they're like angling towards, I don't know. Like, I think she's great and she's well-spoken and yeah. she has, she has just, a, she doesn't have, Uh, Sasha Banks has Ric Flair Okada swagger, which yes. like Jay-Z swagger, which mm-hmm. puts them a little back. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, um, uh, I, I, I feel like, um, like politics aside, um, and cheating aside, like I'm just talking persona, like, um, um, the uh Bianca Belair has Tom Brady or um Peyton Manning like swagger where she's cocky and she's the best, but like there's also an air of like oh shucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could like you know, you, you don't have to peel very far, you know, uh where Sasha Banks as the champion, her type of character I call them the champion characters or the rock star characters. Like yeah. Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Ric Flair, Okada, those characters are a little bit broken without the title. That title yes. is part of their gimmick, is part of their like whole overall thing. And they're so charismatic that it's you know, it's easy to turn them babyface in the right situation. Um, like I think Bianca Belair is just a hyper athlete mm-hmm. babyface. You know what I mean? And she yeah. she was she did come on a little strong originally, but like I feel like it's not enough where they can't rehab her to be exactly what we were talking about. I think where you can put her on the view, you could put her on with Jimmy Kimmel. You could put her on, you know, all these other shows that I don't actually know if they exist. Cause I, ha- I haven't had cable since 2013, but like, uh, you know, on, a, on, on Saturday night live, she could host Saturday night live probably, you know, yeah. like she could be, and I'm not just saying this because of uh, skin pigment, she could be to a lesser degree because he's a freak of nature, the female Rocky Johnson. Yeah. She could be a great, a great advocate for the sport, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm, a, I'm Sasha Banks is a favorite of mine before she had a mountain goat song and uh, <laughs> was uh, in, um, uh, in, in the a Star Wars show, which, you know, yeah. pretty much, you know, Seems uh, the deal, yeah. yeah. Like if you're in it, like if you're, if you're in, you know, uh, not that this can happen anymore, but like, uh, you know, if you are in a Star Wars or, uh, you know, swinging on a rope with Harrison Ford and in Indiana Jones movie, like you, you just like, 
short of killing, like eating a baby, like it's going to be hard for me not to. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, because they could, they could tomorrow, they could be like that. Uh, you know, uh, you know, what's her name who had played Marion? You know, did you hear oh, that yeah. she killed a whole bunch of people? Like, yeah, <laughs> right. but she, I mean, she was, she was in she was drinking Raiders. Like, um, but like, yeah, I really am excited about this. It's really, um, uh, I'm glad they didn't, you know, we'll get the 24 seven about this uh, at SummerSlam. <laughs> I suspect, yeah, right. like, I, I think that yeah. if they're not aware and I'm upset by at least my perception of the mainstream media coverage of it, considering, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm sure ESPN, rolled with Samoa Joe getting released yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, but like, what a cool thing that we get to watch and see. I wish we could have saw it together. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I would, we, it would take a whole show, but I'm upset about most of the booking of the show because I felt like they let really great wrestlers have their time mm. just to get, just in time to be in front of people and moving that way to get destroyed by, very cliche giants. Yeah. Like the new day, again, you could, you know, you're not going to roll out almost and fucking AJ Styles and get any mainstream media crossover thing. Like, True. but new day, we're a big deal. You know, yeah. Kofi Kingston's jumping on pancakes and everything in commercials. Like it's a yeah. big deal. Like you'll never convince me beating Drew McIntyre. Certainly like that. You know, that just basically said to me, you beat Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg just to make Bobby Lashley look good when he punked you. Yeah, out. that was uh, a weird one. I'm yeah, surprised. And even though I love Raquel, and I'm, uh, it was funny. My niece asked me about, um, uh, oh, what's her name? Who won the? Who beat Oscar? Um, uh, Rhea. Rhea. She goes, "Hey, do we have a Rhea uh, action figure?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, well, don't go. Oh, she's like." 22 years old and a terrible oh, okay. person. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Why do you want that? She's like, it was a little cute. She goes, she's, she's really hot. And I'm like, <laughs> but, I'm, but like, yeah, so I don't, you know, like, I, like even those two things yeah. are big dominant athletes. And it just seems True. like we fell as soon as people got there, whether it's by nervous or whatever, we are like, cause look at the, even the, even like, two legit heavyweights had a giant get involved in the match in the, in the Apollo Cruz biggie match. Like mm-hmm. we are literally like, don't worry. We have giants. I yeah. know we've been selling you this like indie adjacent thing for a while, but we're still the WWF. We still have these, true. these big dudes. Yeah. I'm just looking at the results now. I didn't notice that, but yeah, yeah. you're right. It's you know? Weird. So, I mean, I, I mean the new days, the new day had that title through the pandemic pretty much. You know, mm-hmm. they, and, uh, you know, just to have them lose to like, you know, AJ Styles was extra in that match, you know, yeah. and, and while there's not a big physical disparity between, um, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, they've been trying to make, they've been trying to inject some sort of charisma, charisma into Drew McIntyre. You know, we talked about the, you know, the Sid Vicious's, and um, Warlords, that was an example I was looking for. The Bob Saps, the guys who yeah. you remember because, like, holy shit, like, that looks like a bad guy in a movie. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those 
regardless of how all of them are less in-ring talented, are more memorable than anything. You know, like, Bobby yeah. Lashley's only benefit was that he's going to be remembered as the guy who was Donald Trump's champion, uh, unless there's a lot of rehab here. And it could be, like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, MVP is not Paul Heyman, but Paul Heyman adjacent, I guess, is, is fair. You know, yeah. so, but I mean... There wasn't really any cheating. They just made the guy who was their champion the whole pandemic lose for the first time in front of people. Yeah. After like they that... didn't have him lose the belt, even to yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it felt very much like uh, everyone expects Drew McIntyre to win, so let's make him lose so that you know nobody predicts this coming kind of thing. It reminded it. me of another main event we just talked about. Which one? The Kota Ibushi one. Oh, yeah. In yeah. no reality did I not think that Drew McIntyre was showing up on Monday without yeah. the belt. Because right. Bobby Lashley didn't need it. And that you could have got another match out of it and built to, mm -hmm. I don't even know, SummerSlam, I guess, is what comes next. You know, yeah. if not Mania next year. You know what I mean? Like, because right. it was a good match, you know? Like, yeah. um, I just feel for me, every time Bobby Lashley steps in the ring, it feels like a cold open, regardless <laughs> of how good he is. Like, there's no, it feels yeah. like there's no heat, there's no storyline. But, like, to have him, you know, like he lost. And it's not 1985. So, wins and losses don't mean what they used to, but also the nobility of, like, you know, Dusty Rhodes not tapping out to Ric Floyd's figure four. Um, in the era of MMA, if you get choked out, you're 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 loose. Like there's yeah. no, you know what right. I mean. So yeah. if you pass out, there's no nobility. Like that's a that's a yeah. that's a loss in 2021. Yeah. There's not yeah. the oh well, he never from... tapped out. Now when you did, you passed out. That's the same. You you hurt yeah. so bad. That's the same. So like, and, and I and again, all I know about after WrestleMania is I can't tell who is standing next to. Uh, the, the fiend that in all those pictures that I saw, like some guy is with her, like it might even be another iteration of the fiend or whatever, but like, uh, and I think Bobby Lashley is into something else already. Yeah. Which means much like Kota Ibushi, where the fuck is Drew McIntyre? <laughs> like, what is he going to do? I did not look at the raw results after this. Like as much as I've, I had a lot of fun watching these, and I had no interest in watching. I realized partway through that WWE's weekly shows are like if a film director just like filmed everything he wanted for a movie, he or she wanted for a movie, and just exhibited it all in real time. Mm -hmm. But like you really want them to edit it down. So when your pay per view comes along and they've got the thing edited down to like this 90 second two minute package like that's what you want right. but then everything else is like we just threw all the deleted scenes out there mm -hmm. uh, and it's not fun to watch no so I, I think the best way to watch WWE is just to ignore what's going on until they un, until this like crazy thing that they've kind of uploaded can just be summed up into like give me like five words about you know why Alexa Bliss is fighting Bray Wyatt or whatever the hell is going on. Like, yeah. That's all I, that's all I want. And that's why I was like, 
as much as you can like make as many cliffhangers as you want for WrestleMania, I'm not going to tune in. No. I know it's just going to it's going to knock me off my high. Of, like, yeah. In these two shows. Well, that and again, that's the problem. That fucking thing. I didn't even know if I was supposed to. Yeah. Like I, I, it, it just felt it was so. Here's the word I've been looking for all night. It was so our uh, expression. A matter of fact, it just felt like I didn't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There wasn't any like there wasn't a lot of whoa, what's going? Yay! What? You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just like, oh my god, Alexa Bliss has blue goo. Oh my god, <laughs> the RKO. Oh my god, the lights went out. Like yeah. What did I just see? You know? Yeah. Like, I think it, it also. <laughs> it's actually an instance where the audience, the live audience, hurt. The yeah. show because you could see everyone in the front row being like what, what was that what and then started? and then they booed it yeah and then they right. booed it and then they did a recap and put it on the screen and they shit on it again so yeah. which is what i've been saying all along nobody wants this this isn't yeah. over like again bobby lashley came out i mean mm-hmm. uh drew McIntyre came out and blew the roof off the place so yeah. i don't know how much is fake noise and real noise but he seemed over to me yeah. And it seemed like the air got let out of the balloon when he didn't kick out or or at least didn't like he passed out or whatever was supposed to happen. Like right. they did nothing to reward me and you who watch it just to do pay-per-views. And, and you know, like I, I, I get all my everything I know about those two shows are from Uncle Dave and Brian Alvarez. Like I, I don't watch them, but like. If we're pissed off, imagine how you'd feel if everyone you backed for a year and a half right. lost on this new chapter. It's sort yeah. of like um, I just picked up um, some teen comic. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was excited because it had all new people. But mm-hmm. all I could think of is like, what if your Guardians of the Galaxy were all these people that were in the movie and now they're not in it anymore. You know I mean? Yeah. I'm excited that Dr. Doom is in it. So now, not that these guys are off the show, but Sasha Banks, which that's a different thing, but like, you know, Drew McIntyre, The New Day, all these guys are not the protagonists anymore. Yeah. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, that's not a good, you know what I mean? Like, Red weddings, I guess, notwithstanding, uh, that's not a really great way to to captivate your audience. By essentially, I felt like they killed off Drew McIntyre. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but that's my impression of it, and that's how the crowd seemed. Right, it's interesting. I don't. We'll see. I guess you know, it's one of those things where it's never over. No, uh, until you know, they, until they have to retire. But like, um, yeah, it's. It's a, it's an interesting choice that they made. Yeah. Um, well, it makes back. sense though. It, it it's tough to look past the fact that this company. I mean, look at who won the 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 main event of that mm-hmm. NXT uh, night two. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or or I don't know. Maybe that was a few weeks ago. I don't remember when Ben Finn Balor lost. <laughs> Like I'm all confused, but it like wasn't the main event, but yeah, he did yeah. Uh, lose at, at NXT. Yeah, yeah. So like, this company is going to back that train every time. Yeah. So if they're doing that for a different reason, I don't even feel ashamed for not giving them the benefit of doubt because they did it. Finn Balor had it all along. Drew McIntyre had it all along. 
uh, Oscar had it quirkily all along to lose yeah. to the new giant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and as much as I love Rhea Ripley, like, you know, like I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to use her properly. You know, the friggin' AJ Styles was incidentally in a match where the tag team champions got destroyed by mm-hmm. a giant. A giant came in and beat up Biggie. Like, you know, we basically made a statement that size matters and these indie guys can't beat the WWF. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm over giving more credit than credit uh, they deserve, but that was my take. They killed off. Uh, and it didn't feel like, Oh my God, how are the new day going to win it back from almost? No, it felt yeah, like, over. yeah, it felt like the new day, like we're going to some, uh, you know, going away to learn a new move. So like, yeah. you know, so yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Not to, not to bring down the, the crowd, but yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not too jacked about that whole um, thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with your point. I think in a bubble, fun couple mania shows, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I think it's a fair always to worry about what's next. Yeah. Uh, because you never know. Mm-hmm. Like they could pull out one of the best shows you've ever seen, or it could be like Fastlane a couple weeks ago. Right. You, know, you never know. Um, and, or your favorite wrestler could disappear off TV forever for no reason and then get fired uh, unceremoniously on a Thursday afternoon while I'm right. on my lunch break. Thank you, WWE. Yeah. Uh, oh, ruining my lunch break. Well, year anniversary, right? Like, you yeah. know, of doing it before. So, uh, like, it's like, again, they made so much fucking, they made more money this year and fired just as many people. So, yeah. like, like, what yeah. is, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not even like there's an argument to be made if you let the people who want to go go in Samoa Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. even I mean, even if they don't get AEW money, you know, Impact is going to give Samoa Joe money to do something. Uh, yeah. New Japan, he's a huge asset to that American show and uh, a great could be a great second with Kevin Kelly. Like, yeah. um, but. Uh, what the fuck is, I mean, maybe Callisto, you know, but there are a lot of those people like, what are they going to do Yeah. now? That's, that's a lot. I, I mean, you still haven't seen, it's the same thing. You saw, um, the, the long Island action figure guys get fall on their feet. Yeah. But the rest of those guys, you still haven't seen like, you know, a lot of those guys come and have work anywhere yeah. per se. Some of them on TNA. Um, some of them uh, popping up on uh, New Japan Strong. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, so it just is not, I don't know, like, it's not what you do during a pandemic because it's not like those guys can go work right? a bunch yeah. of shows, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely gross. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, should wrap it up for the good and bad of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, WrestleMania week. It yep. was quite an experience. Uh, we'll be back next week, I think. Let's talk about the fucking Cinderella tournament. It's yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Ha- uh, my only hope is that this is the last WrestleMania we don't we don't watch together. So, yeah, me too. Yeah, so wonderful. Yeah, so I gotta I gotta uh, till they throw me out. I got I got a good couple of good wrestling wrestling spots. So nice. Yeah, building right. the bar in the basement. Uh, 
as I start to try to give up drinking. So I'm not positive what my thinking is, but um, okay. uh, I, I just bought a shit ton of the new uh, non-alcoholic Sam Adams beer. So oh, I'm interested. I, I'm a that's my I, I'm a I'm a beer snob in the same way people are coffee. Okay, snob. Yeah. So Sam Adams for me is yeah. like other people's like Budweiser or like Rolling Rock. Yeah. You know, I've been, like, like I've been sober for a while. Uh, so I was like, and I, but like when I drank, I loved Sam Adams. So I was mm-hmm. happy to see it was the had, best, yeah. yeah. I was happy to see they had a. I, I'm not a big fan of IPAs, but that, that was it's a pretty solid one. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I'm not either. I have two brewers uh, uh, in my. Uh, in my fake family, in the Deadites family, Psychopatrick from the Deadites uh, is a brewmaster, I think is what you call it, at a brewery in Chicago. And um, one of Kim's cousins uh, have jumped off from Wormtown Brewery uh, to do his own thing. So, um, you know, like I, I, I'm definitely beer spoiled, but I'm a, I'm a, as you'll learn, I'm, I'm, with the exception of on the wrestle down usually, because when we do it, when I'm on a podcast normally and no one's looking, yeah. That's the only time I I'll have a I'll have rum on the rocks because I'll need to like <laughs> I I need to I need to not hesitate to talk about uh celebrity buttholes for yeah for twenty five yeah. minutes because if I was if, if if I you know didn't break that thing down I wouldn't you know be able to to commit to that thing oh you know what another favorite thing we didn't talk about real quick I loved Chris Jericho's uh. Broken Skull Ranch. I, I didn't real. watch it, but it's it's good. all it's yeah, it's real, real good. It's worth it in the uh his story is interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to do it. I know I'm I, I, I see a lot of myself, a lot of my bad habits. It, it Jericho's bad habits bug me because I see a lot of my bad habits in it. And it's right. extra hard to be humble when somebody's like, you know, Steve Steve Austin saying, This was awesome, this was awesome. You know, yeah. but he doesn't didn't come off particularly humble. Um, you, but I mean, his story is awesome. You know, and and, and nice. he and and you know, Austin started at you know the Heart Dungeon and went to AEW. So right. nice. you know, so it was it was really really a good interview. It's the best. Is I don't know how long that show normally is. The only other one I've watched recently is uh, with uh, Bailey, who by the way, Bailey and glasses. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't. It's, it's like having Ramona Flowers walking around backstage at the WWE. But uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I really highly recommend that to anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, Mr. Hodge, I am going to uh, I, I go through the Hossman chat and watch a lot of your recommendations over my vacation. So thank you. Uh, don't don't think uh, uh, those other Hossmans yeah. are son of a bitches. But uh, you know, I'm I'm very excited <laughs> about your recommendations. Yeah, I'm always happy to see him posting. Uh like good joshi like free joshi yeah. on youtube and stuff that you know it's yeah. curated so yeah he's, so he's I, I wanted to get the next time we did cinderella uh, uh stardom uh my dear dear friend jake uh of the cult of muscle podcast on here um so what but uh i think he i think he up and like i, I don't think he moved I, I think they had an anniversary but i think he like you know i think one day they realized that they had like a bunch of days off and like they're in a different uh, uh, okay. country, completely isolated from humans. Now, it looks like <laughs> uh, you know it, it, pictures with his wife right now look like pictures of Tom Cruise and Castaway, except uh, yeah. the part of that soccer ball is played by my buddy Jake. So, <laughs> like they just seem to be floating around and reading. So, but soon I'd love to get uh, 
Yeah. Mike Coupion or one of those guys on, uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, not Wolfie, uh, you son of a bitch. I, I know cause you listen every <laughs> week, so I'll call you a son of a bitch, but thank you so much, um, yeah. for putting up with the fact that I'm, uh, accidentally roofied myself here, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening up.